Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. It's pinball and we do have some personality. Do we? I think there's a review that says I'm a wet blanket. It's the pinball show with your hosts, the goat lover and wet blanket, Zach Manny and Dennis Kriesel. How's it going, everybody? Dennis, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. The wall waterlogged, ready to smother, smother the fun. You're ready to spin, spin, spin and whip. Did anybody ever get you with one of those? Oh, with a what? The beach towel after the pool, they spin it, spin it, no, spin it. No, no. I actually don't recall ever seeing anyone ever, other than in movies, that happen. Really? Was that like a thing in Indiana? It's Did definitely a thing. Wow. Absolutely. I. It, it was such a thing that in, in middle school, I had a, a peer. I was not the perpetrator, nor was I the victim, but it ended up in a bruised and welted ball sack because of that. Wow. Ah. It, it snaps hard, man. Any of you mm-hmm. listeners out there ever been whipped with a wet towel? You know. I'd rather have the belt, Dad. Just give me the belt. That's, that's a great way to start a podcast, talking about in your childhood how you were disciplined. Mm. Mm, yeah. Did you ever have to go outside and pick the switch off the tree? That's really old school. My parents had to do that. Yeah, that was my parents. <laughs> my parents had to do that. I don't recall having to go and pick my switch. That's when you just bring a log. And you're like, you're smart ass. <laughs> no, that might, that might be infant side. <laughs> no, I got the, uh, I got the hand, uh, the corporal punishment of the hand. And I, I have received a belt on a couple of occasions. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think there was a, I think there might've been some belt usage. It wasn't done often, but. Ooh, snow uh, fly sweater wire, but, mm, God. but deservedly so probably. You, well, you did, you did appear as a fly. So it was understandable. <laughs> Uh, what have you been up to, Dennis? Mostly work, which, uh, of course, I don't really want to talk too much about. I haven't played any uh, pinball in the last week. I almost really? did the other day, and I was just like, oh, I'm just so tired and busy. Mm. I've been reading. I'm still working on my Dune books, oh, waiting yeah, for my pinball right. Dune machine. You think it'll ever happen? It depends on the success of the movie. I think with the new movie coming out, though, it could. So that's that's the, the point, uh, whether or not it will happen, the success of that, to revitalize that series in general? I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean, because the author has, is long dead, so at the end, what books his son continued and did were not very good, in mm. my judgment, because so, I had read a couple of those. Uh, so yeah, I think if the movie does really well, I could see a stern pinball coming in, and say, because if the movie does well, they may, I'm sure the movie will only be about the first book, so... You've got like seven to work with in the original series, so there's a, there's potential there for it to be, you know, maybe a trilogy or more of films. And you know how Hollywood loves to mm-hmm. just do sequels, so and then you know how uh, when you have that much content, it makes it easy to come in and say, okay, well, let's do a pinball machine because we've got a few different films to work from, pull up, pull assets and put in. Sort of, no, I'm just. Yeah. I'm postulating a lot. It, well, that, it will it will come down to the success of the film. That and Stern uh, doesn't do what Bally Williams or even Data East, I think, did in the day and, and take that blind leap of faith. Hey, we think this is going to be big Johnny Mnemonic. Let's go ahead and 
build a machine around it. They they kind of wait Walking Dead until they know the seasons are good or Game of Thrones. Uh, you get the first two seasons of Stranger Things, that kind of thing. They, they want some proof first before they pull the trigger on. on the yeah, case. I think, uh, and part of that is that there's no need for the pressure to have it come out when, say, the movie comes out. Yeah. Like, even I still sit and think, oh, wouldn't it make sense to have done Toy Story mm-hmm. before GNR and to have released Toy Story last, or before Wonka even, and get it out before the you know the new movie was coming out? But I've also not read that I can, I have never seen anything that showed like getting a pinball machine out right around when the movie is out helps with sales. I'm just, I'm making that up. So then I think, okay, well maybe there isn't really a reason to do it. And I think back in the nineties, Bally Williams might've thought that made sense because the film would be in fresh on everyone's mind for the people dropping quarters. But now when you're selling it into people's homes, it's about loving the theme. It's not about this like instant. Oh yeah. You know, Bobby is here to see the movie and there's the little arcade and he's like, Oh, we're going to go see Terminator mom. Let's I want to drop quarters in the Terminator game. That's a great point. You want to build on the nostalgia that's already been embedded into these people. So waiting uh, for it to be hot and ready if you will, is probably the most uh, beneficial. How'd how'd our banner giveaway go? Oh, you know what? The banner giveaway went well. We did see a picture. You were were, uh, joking around with Brian Cosner about winning the banner, and he was going to be wrapping himself up. He did. He actually Mm -hmm. did. He sent us a picture. I did see that photo. Wrapping himself up like like the American flag after winning a gold medal um, with his child. So that that was really nice. You know what? I have another giveaway. Already? Already. Don't you think we should give people a break? There's no time for taking a break when free shit is about to be given away. Oh. You well, think they're going to complain guess... about free stuff? Well, they probably won't. Maybe I will. I feel like every week I'm shipping off free stuff. I'm like, oh no, where's this you one just, going? You're a giver, Zach. You're a giver. Yeah. And this week, you know what? It's probably going to take longer than a week, but I'm about to give away courtesy of sponsor Flipping Out Pinball. A brand new topper. Virus topper? Holy crap. Oh well, let's go with the limited edition Star Wars R2D2 topper. We're gonna give (laughs) (laughs) I still love that. I'm still asking Raven Davidson. Try to code something in where Hulk says beep boop beep. Oh yeah, Hulk do T2. Hulk do T2. That was one of our I'll give if Ray Day can, I'll give him a lot of credit. Yeah, that was really good. So I'm gonna be giving away a Star Wars topper. Wow. Courtesy of the pinball show and flipping out pinball. But to win this one, it's gonna be a bit heavy. To win what do you mean by heavy? It's gonna take pain. And it's going to take work. And it's going to take a little bit of money. So see this as an opportunity more so than a giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take money. See this more as a purchase (laughs) than a giveaway. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I have not discussed this with Dennis Creasel because I want to hear, uh, number one, I want to hear his response. Number two, he would not want me to even pitch this or discuss this on the podcast. So that's what I do, people. I spring things on Dennis. He rolls his eyes and threatens to quit. Here's what we're going to do to win a brand new limited edition Star Wars topper for that beautiful The Pin or The Pro, The Premium LE comic, you name it, it fits on all these machines. All you've got to do is get a tattoo of, of our faces, Dennis and Zach, on your body somewhere or get a tattoo of the flipping Out logo. If you do that, 
and you submit a picture to us, preferably also a video during the process of getting this tattoo, you will win a free $750 Star Wars topper, and I will include shipping to the uh, continental United States. This, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> I know. I knew you would. I don't want my face on anyone. That's <laughs> creepy. That's really creepy. Come on. Oh, it's really creepy. Sure, it's creepy, but it's endearing as well. No, it's not. It's creepy. Oh, where would you like to it. be placed? I don't. I, I don't. I don't want this to happen. This is a bad idea. the The, the logo itself is tacky, but the well, face thing. Oh my gosh! I thought no, about please the pinball don't do, please, show, guys. But I'm like, no, it's not. Guys, don't no, be this desperate. Please for do. attention. Don't just, do this. Just Dennis and I's face. It doesn't this have to is be sad. Large. At least this is like this is the dark underbelly of the pinball hobby. At least a three incher. Go three incher. This is. This There's is plenty sad. of guys out there that want that want that topper that are willing to get a nice sketch. Just buy it. They're readily butt. available. Just buy it. And you know what? If you want to do this and you submit the artwork to me and I approve of it, I may even purchase that tattoo for you. You're going to have veto authority over the design. This is really. I might, bad I might idea. purchase the tattoo for them because that can be a little pricey. But if it's that good. <laughs> I'll throw in the price of the tattoos. Don't do this. No, this is a terrible idea. Don't cancel this giveaway. No, I knew you'd do it. I'm wondering, this might, maybe this is a violation of like FDA rules or something. That nah, FDA, FDA. No, it's like a hepatitis C risk or something involved with the giveaway. I just can't. Uh, no, don't do this. Well, when in podcasting, isn't that what they say? They, they don't do this crazy stuff. Speaking of a horrible idea, you want to go to, over to our correspondents, see if they've drummed up some news after our pep talk of last week? Sure. Did they all send in segments? Spoiler alert, they didn't. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Jersey Jack continues to post photos on Facebook and Instagram showing Guns N' Roses machines getting put into boxes and standards on the line. But many buyers are complaining that there has been little to no information on when these machines will get to distributors and in turn be shipped to buyers' homes. This is causing confusion for buyers and many of them have no idea when their machine will be coming. Some are saying that knowing the timeline, even if their machine is still months off, is better than knowing nothing at all. Despite this, there have been some unboxings and new buyers are finding that when they get their machine they need to make a choice. Games arrive in standard mode that leaves out some songs. Buyers can shift to explicit mode that includes five new songs. It's So Easy, Mr. Brownstone, Out to Get Me, Coma, and Double Talk and Jive, in addition to new callouts and video. This provides a more complete and some would say more authentic Guns N' Roses experience. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. The horror of playfield issues and new code updates. Hey everyone, Craig here again, the Pinball Show's stern news correspondent. Well, just in time for Halloween, one of the scariest all-time issues in pinball has surfaced again. No, it's not Zack singing or an Orbital Albert goat scream. Yes, playfield pooling issues are back, complete with scary photos on Pinside and other social media outlets. 
And while the debate rages on between GNR and Avengers fans on which is the better pinball title, fans on both sides of the arcade are agreeing that these recent playfield pooling issues seen on select machines are as pesky, worrisome, and spooky as ever. Of course, both Stern and JJP are remaining horrifyingly silent on what could be causing this pooling and how widespread the problem is leaving recent new inbox owners confused and angry that these playfield production quality issues are still occurring years after owners have first began identifying them. And while the number of these affected machines still remains relatively low, the fact that they are occurring at all is enough to cause some new inbox owners nightmares. Hopefully a representative from one of these companies will go on record soon to officially explain what the issues may be and how are they addressing them so current and future new inbox owners can sleep comfortably at night once again. And hot off its blistering launch at the end of August, Stern has posted new Avengers Infinity Quest code V.92 for all models. This code contains game enhancements, additional polish, adjustments, and bug fixes. That's all for this week. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, and welcome to this week's SHIT update with Dr. John on the Pinball Show. Any news I've got this week is rather big, I think. Next Friday evening at 10 p.m. Central USA time, which is 1 p.m. Australian time Saturday morning, if that all makes sense to you time travellers. Marty Robbins is going to stream the first production game of Celts on his Melbourne Silver Ball Twitch stream. Something I'm looking forward to because it's actually going to be my game they're playing as the number one production model. So feel free to tune in and have a look at Celts, see how well it's developed, how it's come along with rules and gameplay. Something to look forward to. Hopefully you can all tune in and say hi. And that's it for this week. Catch you all next week. All right, always great to hear from the correspondents. There was a couple of them there. We had yeah, uh, we had some. We got some news. Yeah. And uh, with that news, were you able to check out the Guns N' Roses standard model launch party stream this last Friday? I was. I watched about an hour of it. Yeah, you were hanging out. We appreciate that at flipping out pinball. So. We were able to secure a Guns N' Roses standard. They are, they were being shipped out to all the distributors. I did not see anybody streaming the thing, so I coerced uh, Bill Webb and Steve Beatty and Courtney Bowman to kind of drop everything and on a Friday night stream that. And Jersey Jack was excited about that as well, so they offered all kinds of giveaways and made it kind of the, the official launch party stream. And that was really kind of them. They gave away a signed upper play field. They gave away a slash poster, trans lights, um, wow. hand sanitizer. I, I left before kits. the giveaway, so I didn't know about all that. We gave them away by, I asked some of the creators, Eric Minier and Keith Johnson, what their favorite GNR song was. And in chat, people had to guess that favorite song. Oh, well, there's a lot to choose from. And also, Dennis, you submitted your favorite, uh, your favorite song as well, and people... I forgot who won, but somebody won a mask, JJP mask, and a hand sanitizer kit because they answered correctly that your favorite GNR song was Live and Let Die. Yeah, I yeah, you messaged me asking me what my favorite one was because I wasn't sure if that one counts because, you know, it's technically it's a Paul McCartney yeah, song. That's true. But they got it in the game, so. And it's they at did. the concert. So I mean, they counts. do perform it. Uh, I like the GNR version. Mm-hmm. 
They do damn well. So we gave away all of that stuff, and the whole world was able to see for five or six hours the standard machine. And I want to get some of your feedback, Dennis, from what you had seen. I was a bit worried about the standard. We talked about it here for the last couple of weeks. It seems like you're missing a lot of the big components and mechanisms uh, and some of the gimmicks in the game. But myself, after watching it, I was thoroughly surprised. I thought, oh shit, the light shows are still in here. The game still looks like it does flow wonderfully. The code is all still there. I was pleasantly surprised. I Yeah, I had concerns as well because this is a game that I, I think really was relying on its in its launch on just how world under glass integrated theme it was going for. That's and fair. You, to, yeah. you know, so much of those pieces aren't in the SE, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of the stage setup, the, the, like the cam moving lights and Guitar all that. lock. The, the, yeah. The difference on now, uh, one of the things that, and maybe this shouldn't surprise me because this has often been the case for, uh, games that do this, but like, I thought it looked like it shot better. Oh, okay. I can without see those that upper, without those upper play fields. I like I liked the speed of the flow and the the ball looping around, getting back up to the top lanes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just seeing it the really, ball it looked smoother to me. Yeah. So I actually thought, okay, well, and maybe that's just my, my personality on gameplay type. But I thought, okay, I might actually enjoy shooting the standard more. It looked like I would. Coming away from it, I think a lot of competitive base pinball players felt the same way. I've got messages saying, "Hey, this standard, I you know, I, I agree with Dennis a lot on." what you guys have talked about, but the standard looks really fun, really good. Yeah, no, I, I thought it looked like it, it played more fun. What, what my definition of fun is. So, uh, the, I guess the biggest, uh, negative, well, uh, the game was really well lit. Uh, I, I really, and I don't normally for me, I don't usually think of myself as someone who notices lighting so much, but it really stood out to me that the hot rails weren't color changing. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a, and and I was like, I missed that. I really liked the color changing. Uh, I thought that the white ones provide great lighting. I thought that, that, uh, the game looked extremely well lit. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, that's the big piece for, uh, Jersey Jack pinball machines. The GI or the general illumination is always panned by enthusiasts saying the damn games are so dark picture wizard Mm -hmm. of Oz being so dark or even, uh, kind of dialed in kind of Willy Wonka at times is they're so dark. And I'm with you. That white uh, GI from that Hot Rails really helped out a lot. You do miss out on the color because I believe the white uh, Hot Rails are more a fade flashing or a a constant rather than the individually coded RGBs on the Hot Rails of the LECE. But still, with that being said, that light show still outshines almost anything else in the industry. Even on the standard. Oh, there's still a lot of color changing RGB Ooh. in this game. I it's so it's just one it's just one component, in, you know, in terms of doing the comparison and stuff. So, yeah, I uh, I mean, in a way, it would be for me the gameplay is the is the aspect that would be of mm-hmm. most interest to me. So, if indeed the standard plays more to the style I like, I would favor it even with the losses in some of the immersion. Mm-hmm. But but uh, another person, a collector who's more about wanting that stage show, would pro- I think will still ultimately lean towards the LE or CE just yeah, because yeah. the symbols and the lights and the and just even more color change. You know, there's just a lot that you there's do have to sacrifice. But with that price drop, even more well, so on Jersey Jack, sixty-seven fifty. That's a hell of a lot of game there for sixty-seven fifty. That's what kept ringing in my ears. It's like, damn, sixty-seven fifty for this. This. 
That's a lot of game. I can see the standard selling very, very well. Do you think that the standard, when it's all said and done, will sell more than the LE? No. No, I don't either. No, no. If if things may be different, if locations were where they were at uh, pre-2020. Yes. And, that, and that's the thing. is just because of the pandemic, it's completely screwed up. Uh, it's having a really good experiment on the standard, yeah. I think, unfortunately. Yeah. A 6750 compared to 9500. That is a leap. That's a and, big yeah. leap. Uh, and I and I still think that it's it's smart for JJP to continue to p- try and push a standard model and get that price lower and lower. So I think strategically it was the right move. I just unfortunately because of COVID, I think what I think we're not going to get the real test that they thought they were going to get, and that's no one's fault. It's yeah. just unfortunate because I think it would have been really interesting to see if that drove an even higher percentage of SC sales versus Wonka, for example, mm-hmm. because I think it would have. But now I'm not sure just because people are going to be worried and they can see without getting their hands on it, they can see the visual difference so easily in the videos between the, the SE and the LE. And so it's just... It, but, you know, that's that's true with anything. I mean, I said the same thing with Avengers. When I first saw Avengers, I was like, I don't know if I would like yeah. the Pro. Uh, but ultimately, the way the gameplay of the Pro is probably does appeal to me more. And just because I usually, when push comes to shove, I'd rather have speed. So... Yeah, as a Steve Ritchie fan. Yeah, yeah, it's just my preference. I'm, you know, I'm just, I tend to, I tend to favor speed under most circumstances. Uh, Yeah, it was a, it was a good showing overall. They did a, they did a good job uh, showcasing that game. People were really wanting to see what the standard looked like, how it flowed, if it, if there was a huge difference between that and the, uh, the aforementioned LE, CE. So, I think it shined overall. I was glad that we got the opportunity to do that. And I would like to have the same opportunity maybe on the collector's edition, grabbing one of the first ones of those, unboxing it and showing it off to the world. But that likely won't have many differences at all from the Ellie's that we've seen streamed thus far, but maybe. Right. Well, there's more, I mean, other than the coma ball lock, I guess it's really mostly just spectacle stuff, more lights and things. But given that the CEs are all sold out, uh, I don't know if there's going to be the same level of interest amongst uh, viewership, for true. example, because they know they can't get it. Very, very true. Uh, Eric Minier stopped by uh, the chat and he mm. talked at some length answering some questions, the designer of Guns N' Roses from Jersey Jack. And he dropped a little nugget that we found very interesting. And we took note here. Eric Minier said in chat that Guns N' Roses, Melissa, that does a lot of the call outs. I think she's one of the keyboardists from the band. She's actually coming back in to record even more call-outs for this machine. Oh. I don't know if there's a reason for that, but it sounds like she was just so into uh, what they were doing over here with representation of the band and this pinball machine. That she's willing to come back to the recording studio and give even more call-outs. And some of her call-outs are the greatest when in, in that adult mode. Uh, they're pretty filthy and raunchy and hilarious. So I thought, wow, she's coming back in. You don't see that too often. No, that's pretty cool. And then I asked Eric in chat if he was going to be using hot rails on future games. So I'm thinking this next game you're working on, you're going to be putting in these hot rails because they are a certified hit. He said they patented them for a reason with a little winky. So I think we're going to oh, see yeah. I, I think I think given how they marketed them, named them and everything, I, that it's pretty clear that this is a this is a feature that they want to roll with long term. The, the real question is going to be, and only time is going to tell, 
but whether or not Pat Lawler, the other designer at Jersey Jack Pinball, will be utilizing hot rails in his games. I would guess no initially. Well, that's what I would I, guess. Uh, um, I would say, but why not? Because it's not going to impact the geometry of his design. No, but I think that... Do you think he spent the money on other mechs, and so he just can't, like, possibly. for a bomb, can't put him in? I'm just thinking he's likely, Pat Lawler likely, has been working on the production of his next game for quite some time. So I don't see him going back now. Pat Lawler has a very concentrated vision of what he wants to see in pinball, and we saw that unfold on Willy Wonka, for better or worse. So... I don't know if he will embrace this as quickly as his next design. Just my guess. Okay. Well, that's not, I don't think it's a bad guess. Well, but let me ask you: Do you think uh, that Pat Lawler designs another game after his next game? Oh, that's a bigger question. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think he might be close to the end. One would think. But I, he feels very much like a Steve Ritchie. I'm in it. I'm, I'm in not it saying necessarily end. that he le- that he retires, but. Could he end up assuming a Gomez type yeah. role and just coordinating, you know, a couple of teams and overseeing design rather than doing design? But if he does that, Dennis, I still think we're going to hear it being a Pat Lawler led design. So I don't no, I don't think so. I could be hmm. wrong, but no. I think he's got Okay. I'm gonna go with yes. I think uh okay. whatever his next game is, pre- presumptively Toy Story, will be his final. I mean it's ideally if you think he's done in two years, then yeah. But if they're really trying to push these things out and get get his next title out next year, spring, summer, then, yeah, I think you could see more. But with, you know, ongoing clear coat questioning now that we're hearing uh, brew up again with Stern Pinball Machines, Jersey Jack Pinball Machines, who knows? Who knows? Where well, I mean, from. separate from the from the, you know, the continuing clear coat issues, which, of course, we've we've discussed in the past. The issue is the, and I know we're going to touch on this a little bit when we move into the Stern Pinball segment, but there are so many GNR orders and a lot of people are already hearing it's going to be sometime in 2021 that they can get their game. Mm -hmm. I just don't know that spring, summer necessarily is going to, I'm very skeptical that JJP will launch another game that early. I know Jack historically had kept talking about the desire to put out two games a year. I don't think they're there yet. And they might not need to be now. With the hotness of this title. Right. And that's the other thing. I mean, the only real issue that I imagine that causes any sort of con- you know consternation would be whether their obligations for their next license mandate that they, you oh, know, yeah. it's finite. So they have to, at some point, move it. And if it is the rumored Toy Story, I, I would think there's some limitations on that licensing in general. And, you know, the ball's in their court in a lot of ways. But but if there's no, if that pressure is far enough down the road... Again, I go back to Josh Sharp of Raw Thrills saying, if the line's busy, mm-hmm. you don't need to push out another game until the line starts to slow. The whole goal is to keep the line busy. And it sounds like JJP's line is going to be plenty busy for the next few months. I so. just hope they can figure it out because I've been to the factory, Dennis. They have ample resources and room to run the hell out of pinball machines. So I would like to think that they have a couple lines rolling and they will have plenty of time to have a secondary line of a Guns N' Roses while they throw Pat Lawler's new game up uh, in the early summer, kind of like the Wonka launch. That was April, May-ish, and then they started getting those out in June. So I'd like to that's see a, that. 
Oh, it's a, I think that's a logical ultimate goal. But again, given the current ongoing COVID pandemic, I don't know what they're, you know, in terms of yeah, trying to comply with whatever requirements Illinois has in terms of spacing, social distancing, their line workers, there may be reasons, there may be logistical reasons involving the pandemic that don't allow them to take full advantage, yeah. even if they could. Yeah, very true. Uh, good discussion all around. If you want to go see the standard model streamed, uh, it's now on a video on demand on YouTube. Just got to go to Flipping Out Pinball's YouTube page and subscribe and follow while you're there. But uh, yeah, it's it's there. Speaking of production, in Stern Pinball News, WGN interviewed Gary Stern recently, and Gary talked about a, a big number of back orders that they had. I'm going to read this quote. He said, Quote, we are oversold with games right now, probably into two or three months into next year. It's 2021, y'all. We have about 5,000 back orders right now. You think it's accurate? 5,000 back orders? That's a lot. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't... It seems high to me, but I also, I have no basis to question it either. Like, I don't know what they're, because here's the thing. It doesn't like talking about the the back orders. And again, we know they had to take steps with their line. Mm-hmm. They had to slow up their production. So even if they're, they're oversold, isn't the same as saying they're selling more games in 2020 than they did in 2019. Hmm. This is just a question of, you know, if you're like, if you were supposed to be putting out 50 games a day and you're currently putting out 25, you can see where you could fall behind. Based on the information that I have as a distributor, I would guess without a doubt they are selling more machines in 2020 than they were in 2019. And I'm not saying that they that they are. I have heard they have in other in other interviews with other Stern employees, it has sounded like the home sales have increased. I don't know what the impact has been though on the, uh, well, obviously we, I, I think I'm, it's safe to say that the operator market is buying fewer than they did, but they are a smaller percentage. The big question for me is I don't know what's been going on overseas. Yeah, like if they've that's been, a big one. If they've been having to sit on orders that were supposed to go overseas because of uh, problems with uh, transcontinental shipping or whatnot, mm-hmm. maybe that's a lot of these back orders. Yeah, and I've not heard whether or not that is true. Uh, as a dealer, I can say we don't we don't serve a large group of um, location or operators because only until recently have we kind of been allowed to sell more commercially rather than just consumer or residential base. But I can say that the locations that we do serve, they continue to buy all of these new titles. Hmm. They're still buying them. And that might be, no, I can't say regionally because we sell to operators in New York. We sell to, yeah, they're still buying them. 5,000 back orders. Now, this is the closest we're going to get being given a number by Gary Stern or Stern Pinball. They're telling us 5,000 back orders right now. So that is at least a little bit of a basis as to what they're selling. Yeah. Uh, in relation to what, I don't know. But eh, that's kind of a flag that we can that we can pin right now and use that maybe later on to see if we can figure out a, a close estimation of what they're how, how many pinball machines have you assumed that Stern Pinball roughly has been pushing out in the most recent couple of years? Mm, I would... Uh, I'd have to think about that to give a I really have, I, good my guess. guess has been somewhere in the order of 15 to 20,000. I could give I could probably give you a closer just knowing where I stack up in the distribution model and my I, I could give you a closer guess but I don't think that that would be far off at all. 
Okay. It might be more. So, so given, but still 5,000 is a very large percentage. That is a lot. And uh, look, I'm sitting on, uh, but there were months where they couldn't build. So, and I know, I mean, I hear from, from people, they're still, you know, with COVID running in and out of all of these establishments, you can't tell me that that doesn't slow them down at all. And I, you know, you've touched on, uh, we've talked about on prior episodes about, uh, games that are going back eventually onto the stern line for, mm-hmm. you know, additional runs are, we know that Batman 66 was going to have more units produced. Just got those what, shipped. Yeah. Uh, what was, oh, there was another one that was a pro model of what was it? Guardians or something yep. that was going to have Guardians some more units still produced? takes runs. Um, they, their categories still, I mean, large. that's all back order. So we did have indication that I believe black Knight is now discontinued. Black yeah, Knight I, is I do recall us talking about an announcement when they were doing Final Call. Mm-hmm. And Iron Maiden is slowing down, if not if not ending very soon. And I know there were a ton of Jurassic Park back orders when mm-hmm. the pandemic hit because there was all this stuff about, well, they're going to be doing Turtles, but then there were all these JPs that needed to be done. Yeah, and JPs are, let's see, we're getting more JP premiums this week. So they're still rolling those out. And that damn title, man, that thing still keeps rolling. And I think, and I think that could explain where that's part of where I could maybe see us getting to the five thousand is, you had a really high demand with a long burn title like Jurassic Park, and then Turtles and Avengers both seem to have pretty significant demand as well. Whereas when Jurassic Park came out, that was a lighter year. Like mm-hmm. Monsters had initial like flash in the pan interest, but no long tail, and then yeah. Black Knight was more niche. Uh, so you really only had Jurassic Park as the, I mean, the other big hit was Elvira, but Elvira had no pro model. So obviously they had assumed fewer sales anyway, based off of the boutique nature mm-hmm. of that game. And this year though, your all your cornerstones have done very well, I think for Stern. Yes, they have. And I can tell you as a, as a dealer, I am well over a hundred pinball machines back ordered right now. Well over it. That's a lot of pinball. It's a lot. There's a lot of pinball out there. People, they're at home, Zach. They they're bored. Yeah, I know. But we still gotta we gotta order so much in advance because Nicole's always like, Why in the hell are we getting like ten or fifteen Batmans? Like what the we don't have those pre-sold. And I'm like, because I had to order them three months ago and I knew that they were only gonna build one more run until the rest of the holidays. So and I don't know when they're gonna run them again. So it's it's tough. It is a really tough guessing game that dealers are in right now and foreseeably well into 2021, if not the entire year again. So it's mm-hmm. merely a guessing game. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the annoying Oof. part of retail. Jeez. But there is good news. Avengers has a new code update. You love code updates and this one's at point nine two Z's. Okay. Just some cleanup stuff, some polish, you like to clean up and polish. When's the last time you cleaned and polished your car? I took it to the car wash two weeks ago. Did you really? So you're yep. a, a frequenter of the car wash. Oh, I, I not, not really. I think it probably been a month before I had done it. At least Sludge all over it. Now that the leaves are falling, uh, dust is getting everywhere. Poop. And bird poop. Not human poop, but yeah, bird poop. No, usually not human poop. <laughs> it's that guy, it's that disgruntled reviewer that said you were a wet blanket. <laughs> Just slid poo right down your windshield. I don't ever wash my flipping out fan. I'm getting ready to get it rewrapped again. Do you think I should put bye, bye, bye on it somewhere? No. I think it's going on there. It's too niche. I I don't know what percentage of your buyers listen to uh, this show. Uh, 
I wouldn't cross contaminate. I'd keep it pure. The local people wouldn't know what to do, but yeah, I don't know. But I do things just because they're fun. But then again, yeah, well, man, that's fine. And maybe if you do that, you'll finally get to know that guy in your town that sells those pinball machines that you don't know about. Yeah, who is that? Speaking of new Avengers code, I was able to drop off Evansville here. The small little town Dennis had a, a tournament. It was almost like a tournament. They had all kinds of Sterns lined up, but they didn't have Avengers. So I was like, guys, you want Avengers? And they were like, holy shit, yes. So I went and dropped that off, and they were like, are you playing in the tournament? And I was like, no, I'm saving myself. Mm. And they shook their head and didn't know. They were like, thanks for the machine, dude. Oh, you know what else is new? <gasps> oh. Toppers. Don't you love toppers, Dennis? I'm not huge into toppers, but... It seems like the higher price a topper is, the better it sells. Why is that? That makes no logical sense whatsoever. But Elvira toppers are selling, selling, selling. And I was able to, I, I begged Stern long enough, and I'm getting an even higher allotment of Elvira toppers. So I don't know when they're coming. We don't have them currently, but we're taking pre-orders on those. Can you believe that Elvira toppers are selling as well as they are? Because they're the laughing stock of media. Sure. I can believe anything. Can it's you? pinball. And you know what else is uh, turning up? We, we talked a lot about toppers. What about shooter rods? Are you a shooter rod accessory kind of fella? I've considered those oh, before, but I really? don't I don't normally do it. Is that your soft spot? No, because the problem is uh, I don't like a shooter scale. rod that what it I is. don't like a shooter rod that's uncomfortable in the hand. Like I still remember the horrid Optimus Prime shooter rod for oh, Transformers. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of them are like that. Or when people get one with like a spike on the end, because sometimes uh, for soft plunging I might want to slap Bop the it, you know. Yep. And then it's like, I've impaled myself. Have you done? I've done that once. I have. Yes. Oh, that's like the poignant so, bruise. It hurts so so I, as long as, but it, otherwise, if it's, you know, if it's smooth and comfortable still to, to play, you know, the main thing needs to be comfort, but I think it's a, a nice, easy way to add uh, some visual flair that historically has not been overly expensive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've been sympathetic to it. Well, and Stern was doing, uh, this hadn't even been a year or two ago, they were doing just these little knob replacements a la like game of thrones or iron maiden where it just has like a decal on the end i didn't like those very well i think they've learned that because they have developed and they are now showing the new teenage mutant ninja turtle shooter rod accessory and it's pretty fucking fantastic it looks really good i sent you a picture of it dennis um what what are your first thoughts when seeing it i this one looks like it would be comfortable yeah, to use more of a yeah. You're mm. it's like they've the, kept it smooth. The hilt of a so. sword. Yes, um, and we'll throw this picture. I don't know if any other dealers or Stern has announced or showed this yet, but we'll put it on our the, the Pinball Network Facebook, maybe pin side. But it's the hilt of a sword. It looks like Leonardo's sword wrapped in blue, and it has accentuated with gold, like a flat gold finish. Fits the machine perfectly. And when I saw it, I thought, "Yep, that's a must." Bye bye bye. All day, every day. I don't know how much it's going to be, though. I think probably, if I had to guess... A thousand? No, either $90. They've been going $89.99. Or the lit ones, I think, are $140. So, Is this one lit? I didn't look lit. It's not lit, photo. but because of the molding, I don't know. I think it's only going to be a $90 one. That's a good mod. Maybe we'll hmm. give one of those away in the future. Am I the Oprah of pinball? I don't know. Oprah doesn't like normally say you got to get a tattoo of her face. <laughs> I don't recall that. Uh, I want it on the shoulder. 
somebody's shoulder. That's where I think I want it. Don't put it on your face, people. I don't want to be on your face. Maybe your neck. Would you take a Dennis Creasel neck tattoo? Oh, if I see somebody get this tattoo, I'm going to have to want to see it in person. Even if it's on their ding dong, I'm going to want to see it. Can we quit talking about the stupid tattoo idea? Ding dong tattoos. Okay. What about uh, Haggis Pinball? Do they have any them? news? They got to be about done with this Celts game. I th- I think there might be a stream coming up with a little bit of the Celts action. That is right. Yeah, we heard from Dr. John that Martin Robbins from TPN's Final Round Pinball Podcast, he has a streaming team, Melbourne Silverball. He's going to be streaming the first production Celts, which is actually Dr. John's game. They're going to be streaming that next Friday around 10 p.m. Central Time. Hmm. So check that out. That'll be, uh, yeah. I've been wanting to see how this thing shoots. Yeah, I didn't get a good look at it when it was at the TPF in 2019. So mm-hmm. I obviously I've seen a lot of photos and some video of it, but I, I would like to actually see it played. Yeah, Greg Bone Buddy says that um, the code, he really likes the code on this game. So that's what I'm most interested in seeing. I always have a soft spot for single level designs because I think there's a lot of creativity that you mm-hmm. can see with that. So, But I'm, it's, I'm it's awfully symmetrical, Dennis. I know you don't like too much symmetry. Well, uh, again, when I look at it, like my, my default thought is when I look at it, it doesn't look unique enough versus like what a TNA brought to the mm-hmm. table. So I, I'm putting it below that by default, but I haven't seen it played yet. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it looks. Speaking of, I got some shit uh, for advertising the the flipping out GNR standard thing on. I and educate me, Dennis, if you know, because you know everything. When I put CST Central Standard Time, I thought that was like a universal thing. Apparently, it switches. Mm. It switches it does, to yeah, CDT. Yeah, we're not in we're not in CST right now. We're in CDT. What? Who decided that? that's the designator that lets you know whether or not you're recognizing daylight savings time. What's it matter though? Like that's what I'm not understanding. If it's central because there time, are, there are parts time. of the country that are in central standard time right now that don't sell They don't celebrate. It's not the right word, but they don't celebrate daylight savings time. Your, your start time was actually set, was uh, central daylight time. So because we're still in daylight savings. So there but are, not all parts of the country recognize that. What do you mean they don't recognize it? They just are like, no, we'd daylight rather savings not. time is not done in every single county in the in the U.S. Okay, see, you're you're educating my ignorance here because I I didn't know that. I thought it was a universal. Some people switch time, some people don't, and it's based on geographically where you fall on the different lines. Right. You have your you have your time zones, you, which you're you, you're familiar with, like yes. Pacific, Mountain, mm-hmm. Central, and Eastern. But within those, it's a question of whether or not are you recognizing daylight savings time or not, because there are some jurisdictions that have chosen not to re- ever recognize daylight savings time. Oh. When you're in daylight savings time, then it's CDT, EDT, MDT. Oh. If you're not, when you're in standard. So in a few weeks, you know, after Halloween, we're going to go to standard. It's going to be CST at that point. How convoluted. It is. What I normally do, just to avoid that, because it's, I do agree that it's confusing, is mm-hmm. I will usually just use the word central. I'll say okay. it's going to be at 7 p.m. central. Okay. And then most people will be like, oh, well, is it? Uh, da, da, da? And it's like, okay, well, are we in daylight savings time? Most of the country, the vast majority, uses daylight savings time. So if I say 10 central, everyone will assume you mean daylight savings time if daylight savings time is still in session and standard if it's not. Why can't everybody just agree? Well, like who gets to decide this shit? 
Oh, there's been legislation here in Kansas. It was introduced even this earlier this year to move us out of doing daylight savings time. Uh, it's There are a lot of people that hate what it. pain in the ass. If I was the president of the United States, I'm here to tell you I would move towards a standardization. You guys know I love standardization. Well, f- federally, it is standard. Like th- Federally, there's the guidance of when is daylight savings time. But you're not obligated as a local. You can't. The federal power, because of our, our division of, of states' rights, isn't such that you can make a state or a county or whatever follow uh, your version. The state of or the Senate can't figure this shit out. I mean, it's just it's just the way. I mean, here in Kansas, we're not all central. I've got half of the Colorado border counties. Only half of them. They're all in a row. Half of them do mountain, and half of them oh, do central. Yeah, we're split up. We're like. The only tip of Indiana that's on Central because everybody's like, oh, you're on Eastern time? I'm like, no, I'm on Central, actually, Chicago time. Here in a couple of days when I go to vote, I am going to do my research to see which one uh, of these politicians feel that this is an important thing because that's where my vote's going. Hmm. Well, the answer will probably be none of them. Well, <laughs> but maybe some of your state legislators will care. Yeah, I'm going to call my mayor. All right, so Haggis Pinball is debuting. Why did we? I'm sorry, listener. Oh my god! I feel like I'm being punished here with a central daylight saving standard time. It's like it's like karma coming back to me because I'm not well educated. It, oh yes, I love it. This is what you'll get when you mess with us. What about karma, please? You like that little Radiohead? No, I think I'm gonna hang up. I'm a Goodbye. You can wrap up the episode without no. Me. You don't need the market turns. Stick around, Dennis. It's your favorite segment, Pimba. I should just uh, take away the, the market trend song and just have karma for the song. Radiohead. That's what all the kids listen to nowadays, right? Little Radiohead? You don't like Radiohead, huh? Turning up this week, Radiohead. I think kind of the weather has gotten me down, so I want to be want to be somber and uh, stewing in my own negativity. And what better than a little bit of Radiohead talking about Hitler's hairdo and whatnot. For those of you who got that reference, you're a fan. I like it. Turning up this week is Guns and Effin' Roses Standard Edition. What say you, Dennis? Can you refute the upness of this trend? I don't, you know, I don't really like you doing market trends on really games that are for sale at retail <laughs> price because the price is fixed. Maybe. You know, there's some dirty dealers out there like, I know there's $67.50, but I've got one hot in the shop right now for $7,500. But it's trending up because it showed well. People are ordering them more now that they were able to see it, hear it. Can't feel it yet. You got to go by that of Bill Webb's <laughs> grubby hands. But it's trending up uh, and it, it fits the bill. There was a big difference in initial ordering between an LE and a standard. Uh, Ellie's were selling substantially at higher rates than the standards. But I think that is, well, I know that's already changing a little bit personally with, uh, with what I experienced. I think you're going to see more and more of that. All it's trending up this week is, a, is almost a, is almost a trending. What the fuck? It's dialed in. What dialed in what the hell is, why is that in here? Dennis? I don't know. No guess. Nope. Yeah. Uh, from a monetary standpoint, it is not trending up, but the market does predict this trending up as 
their allotment at Jersey Jack Pinball is probably sold out now. They finally, I think, sold all of the dialed-ins. We have had three sales of brand new unboxed dialed-ins in the last two weeks. That is a trend I haven't seen for months, people. Dialed-in people are just, they're suckling that last little nectar that's left in the honeycomb. That just rolled off the tongue. That felt good. All trending up is Deadpool Premium and LE. Why is this game still as hot as it is? I, I don't know. Deadpool Pros, ready to go. Maybe it's because Stern Pinball has not been producing LEs for over a year now. Two years? We're getting close there. But the premiums, they're not rolling out these premiums at often at all. I think they had one run the entire year here. Maybe two. I don't know when the next run is. Actually, I do. I think it's in November. But those are all kind of accounted for. Deadpool premiums. You're going to see that hold financially, if not raise up a little bit. Uh, now that everybody's seeing all these new games, they know they still want their Deadpool. And last trending up this week is none other than TP in itself. Hot damn, the pinball network. Agree or disagree, Dennis? Uh, it's always fun to pat ourselves on the back, so yeah, let's agree. We don't do that too often, but I got to tell you, the numbers don't lie. We're only reporting the facts here at the Pinball Network's the Pinball Show presents Pinball Market Trends. And look, seven podcasts this week from TPN. Seven. That's yeah, impressive. That is, a, is a heavy week. That's heavy. I still have three of them I haven't heard. <laughs> Man, they're good. The most recent one before this episode was uh, the continuation of Horrorfest over at Silver Ball Stories. Pretty gruesome there, Josh Jacobs. I'm starting to question your personality a little bit behind the scenes. But, hey, maybe you don't have severed heads in your freezer. I don't know. But your content is pretty amazing. Seven podcasts this week. They were all really well done. We even got a midweek show. We got a final round with a special guest of Zach Sharp. Oh, the, the plum came back. The plum is back. The gimmick. She's back. And boy, oh boy, does she have a great interview yeah, with Vinicor. I liked it because it dabbled into non-pinball stuff, but done so in a very tasteful and interesting way. Unlike us. Yes. Hey, man. It's also trending up this week, the Pinball Network, because of this promo commercial that the TPN streamers did, and they surprised me with it. I didn't help with any of that. But did you see the drug commercial they did? Yeah, yes, I did. I did. Oh, I always love... The streamers have almost too much fun. They... I fear. Oh, there can never be too much fun. Even though they have another thing. Did you see the other thing? Yeah, you did. You're participating in it. The other thing that I think Fliptronic is going to be doing. So yeah, Fliptronic's got something really cool coming up. Um, but man, that drug commercial, if you haven't seen that, the side effects and, and different things, it's so cleverly written uh, and produced nicely done there. We got final round hitting on all cylinders. We just added top rope pinball. Robert Byers, wild man himself down there in Texas. Go Tar Heels. And I think we'll be having another uh, podcast transition into formal full TPN standalone status soon. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I think. I think so too. Training up is the Pinball Network. Training down though is every other podcast. No, all the other podcasts are doing quite well as well. And media. I mean, I'm listening to the, the bro show right, right before we started. I actually am as well. I'm into the beginning of Nick Lane's rant about clear coat stuff. So I get a, ah. yeah, I'm going to take no, a I'm on, last the, I'm on the tail end of their comments on GNR. I got you. Well, it's coming. It's coming. 
Trending down is not Buffalo Pinball. Trending down is Chicago Gaming Company. <gasps> I haven't heard from them in a while. That's why they're trending down. Oh, okay. What, how long has it been, Dennis Creasel, until we've since we've seen a damn game from Chicago Gaming Company? They it feels like two years, but is that true? It may be. They announced that Medieval Madness Royal... I don't even know if that's a remake. It's almost like another... It's like the, the Black Arrow edition. Really cool. But we, we yeah, got that in October. No, I mean, I, I, I'm speaking really, really, you know, I'm using hyperbole for those that don't understand, but no one cares about that. They want to hear about a new thing, a new yes. game. Yes. And we didn't get Monster Bash and uh, year and production issues and, and delays. Yeah, no, Monster Bash was super delayed, shockingly delayed. I mean, a lot of people were pretty upset. So what? So was Medieval Manish Royals. They announced that in October. We didn't start getting those until like May, June, July, August. No, unacceptable. I don't know what is going on over there. Every time they do produce a game, they sell well and they are built well and they are solid. But the duration of time between those two, they're they're falling back. There's no way that I now hold them to the standard of a Jersey Jack sales wise. Is there? Do you no, think I they're still I, selling more? Do you think they're selling more than Jersey Jacks? No, I don't. I don't Especially either. after the GNR launch, I don't. CGC, bring it. We need to see some Cactus Canyon or whatever you got. And I want to see that original game. Poor Ben Heck, he's going to have a long beard before his game comes out. Also trending down this week, this is sad to say, but there is a media trend in discussing ongoing clear code issues on new pinball machines. They're the, the big ones too, the big titles. We're hearing it from Stern Games, or we're hearing it from JJP Games. I don't know if I'm jaded because... I'm always going to hear from it because I sell from people and shit happens and shit's going to always happen. So there are times that they're going to come in and somebody's going to say, hey, mine's starting to bubble here. Mine's starting to chip here. It is what it is. We always take care of them from a, a stern perspective. I know I haven't had to deal with too many from um, JJP. We did some with Wonka. We were able to get some play fields. But, so I'm always kind of seeing it and hearing it. So I don't know if it is getting worse or because these new hot titles are they're shipping more of them. We're I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it, but regardless, I am always going to trend down clear code issues on new pinball machines. What the hell? Yeah. It's, uh, I think the, we, we've talked about it so many times. Uh, there's nothing new to really say, which is the thing. I don't want to just regurgitate the, that something's clearly, <laughs> clear. something's clearly wrong. They still clearly haven't cracked the code on how to fix it. You were really good. I had hoped that they had when they started like receding the art away from the posts and stuff regarding the bubbling and such. But, but uh, I mean, the Maybe. problems continue to manifest, and it's just I, I hope that uh, they can figure out a, a, a long-term solution because unfortunately, the as these games continue to creep up in price, people are going to be more and more expectant that this not be. A, a problem a plus for the puns there you used bubble you used cracked you used uh, used it all clear man it's good i think the only way to get this figured out is to pull all the experts together <laughs> i like that good pool good job <sighs> fix it people is it enough not to buy a game though uh sure okay I mean, I, I could definitely, I could definitely see if it's going to bother you. I would, I wouldn't buy. If it, if that, if it, 
it would be better not to buy than to buy and then deal with playfield swaps in my view. Yeah, if if it's going to take you a playfield swap but, to do it. Right. Yes. But you have to just, you have to ask yourself whether or not aesthetically that's an issue or not. The one thing I have well, not everybody heard would is say that, it's an issue. Well, sure, but what it depends on the type of buyer you are. Mm-hmm. So some people are going to say, well, um, it's going to impact my resale value and I'm going to lose too much money when I'm I going to get out that. of the game and they might not like it. Mm-hmm. And there are others that can say, all right, I don't, it's a problem. I wish it didn't happen, but it doesn't affect gameplay and I still want to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. So if it's not going to, if you can look past that and still have fun with the fact that the game will play fine, even if it does bubble chip or peel away, mm-hmm. then you go forth and don't let that stop you from having fun with a game. But I can't advise people to buy something if that's going to like, if they're just going to end up calling you or any other distributor constantly asking for new play fields. Yeah. That's just a, that's just a headache waiting to happen. Oh, it definitely I, I don't care if it's free or not but what you do know, you, to get the fix. But Dennis, what do you say to the people that would argue with you and say, Dennis, that you're the problem then, because if we continue to allow this as consumers, then it won't ever be fixed. When you when you give that little specification of if it bothers you, then don't buy, then they're going to continue doing it. What would you say to that person? Well, it, this is true for anything. So my my position is the right position because <laughs> well, it is. I agree. Because I agree. It's not it's not my place to say your problem with you know the generic you your problem with the bubbling or the peeling or whatever the issue is that you don't like with the clear has to be the same priority level to me. And if I am someone who says, this is about playing a machine, these were designed for operators, this is not going to be a perfect piece of art, you know, whatever excuses I have in my head to justify why I still want to have the game, if I still want to have the game, it is not your place to stop me from having it. Mm-hmm. It's not your place. It feels very no. much like the topper arguments for me. I know that they're vastly different, but I feel like if I'm still making a conscious effort to buy these, knowing what could happen with some of these quality issues, knowing that going in, I'm getting, you know, shit on by, by some vocal people in the community and saying, let's lynch and let's get these people that continue to drive up these topper prices. It's you that's doing this. I I'm getting that feeling a little bit. I don't know how to change it because at the end of the day, my ass will still buy. Th- I hate saying it, but what am I going to lie to you people? I know if I want to play guns and roses, I'm still going to buy it. Is that right? It might be wrong, but I don't have, it's entirely, it's entirely subjective. I, I mean, for my part, yes, I, I weigh, I would weigh this, the idea of mostly because I think that this should have been solvable by now. So I, I'm very skeptical about buying personally, but it's not my place to tell you not to buy a game that you think is fun. I buy for that regard. I buy really nice uh, athletic shoes at times, right? Buy some J's. I, what is the difference here? If I buy a really nice pair of J's and I wear them and I scuff them, like, what, what's the difference? Is that not the similar argument? Well, I think the difference is that a shoe is is supposed to get scuffed when that happens. Like, uh, or you know, like a car is going to get scratches or chips from uh, mm-hmm. from road debris. You know, as you drive, you know, yeah. vehicles are going to throw sand up, and you're going to get you're going to get scratches in the Midwest on your car. It's it's inevitable. That's part of the normal life cycle of the car. In the case of a pinball machine, the idea that you might see swirling and dirt build up mm-hmm. and such, uh, yeah, uh, that's part of the life cycle of the pinball machine. The bubbling of clear coat is not. Don't because don't it used play to not it happen. then. Then don't play it. 
But but I think but the, this is where I you know I do sympathize with them. No, the standard has slipped. Then yeah, you're right. You could say don't play it, except they people can point and say the clear didn't chip away the art. You know, five years ago. So why is it okay now? Yeah, but people could say, oh, tennis shoes held up better. You know, when they were made domestically. Uh, no, yeah, too. No, this is a this is a defect. That's the difference. The chin, tennis shoes, whether you could say they scuffed more or less. First of all, no, they they did not scuff any less easy in the past. Uh, but secondly, it's that this is a defect. Yeah. So well, maybe the I'm okay with you saying that example. you can live with the defect and buy the game. Uh, and and still have fun with it and justify that. I cannot go. I cannot cross the bridge, Zach, and tell people to pretend that this isn't a defect. Oh, it's somehow a, we've lowered absolutely. our standard. And I don't want to be an apologist here. I'm not. Well, not tr- that that line of thinking is flirting with that. So be careful. No, I'm not trying to be an apologist. I know. I'm, I'm just. Trying I'm, to look mer- at I'm both. merely noting that once you start trying to rationalize and start acting like this is not like if I buy. Uh, well, I don't want to feel ri- guilty for enjoying and I'm going to get scratches on it. I don't want to feel guilty for enjoying something. Why? Right. No, Why do I, I have to I, feel guilty enjoying something? That's that's all. That's no, you, my only you don't. Thing. You don't have to. I don't. I don't agree with the idea of people that they have a problem with the clear code or any issue with a game, and their strategy to try and force change is to guilt people into agreeing to a boycott. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I just if you sucks. want a boycott, that's what this is. If you want a boycott, organize a boycott. That, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with it, but I don't agree with the strategy of okay. You, you make your argument and say why there should be a boycott. But to me, making an argument is not go around and make people feel like shit. Yeah, I, and I hate try that. And, That's my and point. And coerce them. Mm-hmm. Coercion, I, don't, I just don't agree with it as a strategy for this sort of thing. That's all. I'm, I, I've had Jersey Jack machines that have had bubbling and chipping. I've had, it. I've had Stern machines that have had uh, bubbling and some chipping and stuff like that. When I'm playing a Guns N' Roses... I, I, I don't know. I'm just not looking at the upper sling post inside it with a bubble or a chip. But other people are. How? Are How do you play that, that game and say, holy shit, I've got to stop They're what I'm doing. They're not all in it for the gameplay, Zach. Well, I, what I'm saying is I'm the poster child for buying shit that doesn't matter about gameplay. And even I'm saying, yes, it is a problem. It sucks. There is no excuse for this. It's complete and utter bullshit that it happens. It is a defect. I'm the one that usually has to pony up some money out of my own goddamn pockets to make it right for customers. But even at all that being said, I still smile. I play the hell out of it and I do not let it ruin my experience in this industry. If that's a shill, then I'll wear it proudly on my shirt. It's not. That's not shill. That's not shilling. One might suspect perhaps your view on this is tainted by the fact that you are a distributor. And that you need to continue to sell these games. I do, how do I portray that to people that that is not really the case? I just, maybe don't maybe don't uh, comment on it at all. Fuck. Well, that's too late now. Oh yeah, it is. But just, just saying, sometimes uh, silence is the right answer. Yeah, I I'm not good. You know, Dennis, I'm not good. With, I know. I'm good I'm, with transparency. I'm not, I'm not bothered I'm not by having the silence. conversation. Oof. See, that's good. We could. That's about as far as. We need to, we've already overplayed it here. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know, like, a, I don't have a scientific solution to fix it. Get rid of clear, go back to lacquer. I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the other they thing. Need to, it's like, they need to solve this. Well, but it's th- affecting multiple manufacturers shows that it's something widespread. Yeah, do you not think that, that's the other thing. Do you think they're, they are willingly and knowingly doing this? Do you think this is oh, a, no, them no, being no. tight asses? Or do you think this is a, 
son of a bitch. Like, what is going on? We cannot no. figure out how to fix this. No one wants to be, uh, you know, there's such a thing as acceptable losses, but no company's going to go around wanting people to talk about that they have poor quality. That's not a goal. That's no. not a positive. And how widespread uh, do you think this really is? I, I dare I dare not guess. I don't I, either. I don't know. I, I have no clue. But I know it's an issue. Because the people that don't have the problem don't say anything. So it's yeah. just, it's almost impossible. I couldn't measure because I don't know how many games are being sold. Like if, if I knew of the complaints and had a total, we could we could math out a percentage without mm-hmm. having the feedback of those that don't have the problem. But because we don't know how many of these games are out there, it's like, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mathemat- there's no way to, we're missing too many variables yeah. to solve it on our end. So, yeah, we can only imagine what they're probably going through trying to figure it out as well. Whew. And a little controversial pinball market trends this week. Let's transfer right over to deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. What can I tell people to buy, buy, buy? I thought this was a darn good deal of the week right out of Prairie Village, Kansas. Mm, maybe, Prairie Village. Maybe you, uh, I applied uh, for a job there once. How close are you to Prairie Village? Oh, it's about a 15, 20-minute drive. Oh, wow. So you're, it's close. Do you know Mad Max Dad? I think so. I'm Unfortunately, I don't always know the name associated yeah, with the course, handle on Pinside. So. Yeah, they've got a No Fear um, that they just listed. Actually, they yeah, just okay. listed. Yeah, I know who this is. Yes, I do. Yeah, I have the same difficulty, Dennis, with identifying like Mad Max uh, Dad. Yeah, I just, I don't. It I, might be a great friend of mine. Because I don't talk to them on Pinside. Yeah. I don't think about it that way. Regardless, uh, if I do know you out there, love you. Uh, but they've got a really nice No Fear up for sale that they applied or previous owner applied new cabinet decals to. Looks really, really good. Uh, inserts in the play field look very, very nice. Oftentimes, on especially this title, Dennis, you'll see either Mylar that was down that's bubbly or you'll see actually lifted inserts. They just, on this, there's a lot of arrows and stuff they lift up on those tips. You don't see any of that. They've got an expansive amount of pictures, 80 plus photos on a Google Drive for you. Everything works well. Garage, it's in the garage, so you can load that thing up easily. $3,100? Bye, bye, bye! I like No Fear. I think it's a really fun, good, fast, flowy game. I think it's underappreciated. The theme just really kills it. But when you go look at these pictures, the LED job is really nice. This person knows how to take care of their of their pinball machines. And if you ever want to know fear, there's no way I'd be buying a different one. This is a solid game and a game that I designate this week's deal of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 indeed. Also, selfishly, I do have a deal of the week, uh, an X-Files that Greg Bone backed out of because... That's what Greg Bone does. Um, mm, it's a Greg. Home, yeah, X-Files, home use only. Part of the reason I fucking picked it up on trade for him. Um, but uh, I've got it at $3,400. And to, to find one in this condition, uh, it, good luck finding one. Good luck finding one for about $3,000, much less $3,400 for the nicest one that I've seen in person. So bye, bye, bye. And we'll give you a little deal of the hot the fuck for the road. That's a fun house. That's not the title Funhouse. That's a fine enough game. This one's coming from Redneck Nation. That's the user ID on Pinside. Port St. Lucia, Florida. Hold up. West Palm Beach is no Redneck Nation that I know of. Um, But they've got a Funhouse. Excellent condition. Home use only environment. No children and no smoke. I've never seen no children. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I do like that. I do. No like that. children, so it doesn't have greased up, uh, you know, cheesy fingers prints on you know, it. My niece one time went down in my game room and she stuck stickers all over my Star <gasps> Trek. Well, thank God for cab decals instead of direct print. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is cute. Ugh. Unicorns are everywhere. Made you cringe a little bit, didn't it? And then all of a sudden in the corner of the room, your roommate's giggling. <laughs> I thought it was her. So I'm not arguing, Dennis, that this game is nice. It's not been refurbed at all. They say it's an original new condition. Original new condition. Looks like it just came out of the box. Mm. If anybody's played this, I'd find out. I'd find plenty of stuff that's been dinged and, and hit up. But it does look nice in the photos. They did not allude to the chrome job that's been done on it. So it has a full chrome job, um, which is not original. So, okay, for what it is. Uh, my problem is the price. Looks nice. Chrome, all of that. Even if it's home use only, Dennis. $14,000? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. No. A fully restored with brand new playfield, brand new everything is going to run you about ten grand. Not, not fourteen thousand dollars. Not no, no. I'm sorry, Redneck Nation. That is a get the fuck out of here. That's what that is. No, thank you. Bring it down to ten grand where it needs to be. You'll be able to sell this. And it's it's so strange too because the same individual looks like they're offloading damn near all of their collection and they have some nice priced pins in there star wars comic art premium kind of hard to get right now seven thousand dollars oboe that's a good price willy wonka ce eleven thousand or oboe that's a decent price so th they know what they're doing but not with this pinball machine unless i'm missing something but i don't think i am and the pictures aren't very good so you can't see if it's mylar so the originality of that playfield you don't know how well that's done sell 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 nope sell 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 indeed and that was your pinball show's pinball controversy sells trends. Bye, bye, bye. Let's close up shop this week. Hopefully some weird hippie doesn't show up, Dennis, and uh, catch you on your way out. Uh, where can they catch you between now and then? You can always email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or go to eclecticgamers.com if you want to see about the other pinball podcast I do. Absolutely. As well as emailing Dennis or myself at the pinball network at gmail.com. I'm serious, y'all. Free Star Wars Ellie Topper. And it's easy. It's only going to take you like 10 minutes at the tattoo parlor. Come on. Don't, don't do it. And if it's well enough done, I'll even pay for the tattoo. Don't do it. You'll have to sign some forms here and there saying that I'm not liable. But... You'll get your topper. Bye, bye, bye. Also, also, you can follow me at Straight Down the Middle of YouTube series, talking about all things entertainment and fun, including pinball, at sdtmpinball at gmail.com if you want to email me. We do have some upcoming episodes, like a Big Lebowski review that is in edit right now, as well as a follow-up uh, this or that that Dennis Creasel likes. And we did discuss you, Dennis, in that upcoming mm. episode. Well, maybe I'll listen. Maybe you won't. Maybe. You never know. You have to watch us. We're lovely people to see. And if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine or sometimes used pinball machines or an escalator stair climbing hand truck, reach out to Flipping Out Pinball. Nicole and I will be happy to provide service for you. We have a lot of new in stock right now. So it's holiday season, you guys. 
let's get you a pinball machine. You can hold it until the holidays or give it early to the family. We got Batman 66 premiums in stock. Avengers pros in stock. Those are two hot titles. Deadpool pro hot title. That is in stock. Hot wheels in stock. Star Wars comic pro. Those are hard to get. I have one left in stock and we just got a new shipment palette of the medieval madness accessories. So if you want to doll up your remake medieval madness with that new king of pain topper, we got it. RGB kit. Got it. Uh, extended display. We've got you covered, but get them before they are gone. You can go to flippingoutpinball.com, email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter in out pinball.com, or call me 812-457-9711. This has been a really epic week for the Pinball Network, and we appreciate all of the providers here uh, for supporting and creating some of the funnest stuff in the pinball industry with regard to podcast, streaming, videos, etc., uh, what do we got coming up this week? Um, I don't think we have a Silver Ball Chronicles quite yet. We have, no, we just had just the last one just came yeah, out. We, we still got a couple weeks for that. Uh, we might get a midweek show. We certainly will get another pinball podcast. Joel over there interviewed the misses again. People enjoy those. Orby did tell me he is working on his next episode. Ooh. Got top three with Orby. We heard from Little Flipper last week and her take on GNR. God, I love that little shit. We got a lot of fun stuff. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitch and everywhere else. Dennis and I are still working hard behind the scenes to offer even more stuff uh, at the end of the year here. So stay tuned for that. Going to go watch some football now, Dennis. In a few hours, yeah. Go Chiefs. Is that that's your team? Yeah, that's right. Go Colts, even though you guys kind of suck. For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zachary Minney. Remember, get yourself a $14,000 hot dog. And always practice safe pinball. And you can Mylar up, but tattoo that ass up. So long, everybody. Oh, I'd be looking at you on that butt cheek all the time. <laughs> Clap that cheek. Bye, bye, bye. I want to see somebody really get one. On, no. their, on their chest <laughs> with a oh, pocket <laughs> and you peeking out of it. That's what I want. <laughs> I would give the Elvira topper for that one. Do you think anybody's really going to do that? God, I hope not. That would be so stupid. I think they <sighs> might. There's some weird fucking tattoo people out there that don't care. There are some weird people in this hobby. It scares me sometimes. It should. Oof. They are terrifying. Yeah, I knew you'd think that was a horrible idea. It is. It's really bad. I know. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't think anybody will do it, but probably not. Maybe the maybe the logo, but oh god, that's so commercial. It's so <laughs> going around and getting people's portraits, like not you know, like unimportant people. That's really <laughs> that's what's so even sad. funnier. It's really so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> How do you explain that to people? Well, this is a tattoo of Zach. Who's that? Well, he's my favorite distributor. <laughs> what a treat! One of my so favorite pinball podcasters. Oh, he wasn't getting laid before. This really is <laughs> like If I was married to someone and they came in and they had your face tattooed on them, I would divorce them. I would divorce her immediately. I know like, you no, would. We're done. We're done, baby. We're done.